How's everyone doing today? Good, that's good. Me too. Facebook, hello. It's good to have everyone here. I'm excited to be before you to talk to you today about something. Um, and after worship today, I am that much more excited to talk to you because God just blessed me in worship and I got a wonderful experience that he's real. He's real to me, and I do what I do because of that, okay? And I'm hoping that today I can, um, I can transfer what I am feeling right now to you, okay? If you cannot see, the smile on my face is so real. I can't hold it back if I wanted to because God is just that good. And in spite of everything that's going on, the issues that the enemy is bringing in, in friends and families' lives, I know who he is and I know how real he is. And again, I say to you, I hope that you will take on, I hope that I convey, I can convey that to you today in a real way, that you can walk away with a smile that cannot be contained from the body Dayton today. All right? So... Our title for today is Unified as Bond Servants. Unified as Bond Servants. And before I go into that, I want to say that we have a great church here. If you didn't know that, I've just told you, so now you know. Okay? <laughs> Let me tell you why, if you didn't know, you haven't been here, you haven't been seeing what's going on. There's been so many events that have taken place. Uh, there's been outreach. Uh, and all of that has been possible because of you out there in the seats and some on Facebook. And why is that so important? Because here's the deal. When we preach and we say things like, we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus, that's real. Because if not, then the gospel does not go forward, okay? And you do that. You do that. And sometimes you downplay that. Sometimes you overlook that. And that's part of the smile on my face is that I go to a church. I go to a church where people are involved. I go to a church where people say things like, I've never had, wait, hold on, because I got to get it right. I've never had so much help when I was doing something. <laughs> like, or, or, um, man. Is it always like this? Like, it just seems like everybody's working together, you know? And, and I'm like, how do you, how, what do you respond? What do you respond to that, right? But that's exciting. That is completely and absolutely exciting because this is what I know. If, if nowhere else here at the Body Dayton, we are about the work of the Father, okay? And as long as that continues to be, then I know 
and Pastor Jeff knows that we are doing what we are supposed to be doing. So what I want you to take from this message today is this is me. This is me giving you a pat on the back, number one. And this is me encouraging you, number two, to continue to do what you're doing. But then number three, this is kind of a hurrah Let's keep moving forward with more intensity, okay? <clears throat> so, unified as bond servants. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 17, and then 19 through 24 is, is where I'm going to take a, well, a piece of our scripture or text for today. Just a piece so I want you to get into your word if you're not already and, and follow along with me. This is the amplified version that I'm going to be reading to you. And it says this, only let each one live the life which the Lord has assigned him and to which God has called him for each person is unique and is accountable for his choices and conduct. Let him walk in this way. This is the rule I make in all the churches. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. But what matters is keeping the commandments of God. And we're going to skip down to verse 19. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was when he was called. Were you a slave when you were called? Do you or do not worry about that since your status as a believer is equal to that of a freedom, freeborn believer. But if you are able to gain your freedom, do that. For he who was a slave when he was called in the Lord is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when he was called is a slave of Christ. Now, I love reading that because I was like, I had to read that about five times. I get it, but it's just, it just confuses me every time. I'm going to read it one more time. If you are able to gain your freedom, do that. For he who was a slave when he was called in the Lord is a freed man of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when he was called is a slave of Christ. You were bought with a price. A precious price paid by Christ. Do not become slaves to men, but to Christ. Brothers, let each one remain with God in that condition in which he was when he was called. We are all different. Each and every person in this place. All different. Some are football people. I, we know who they are. I'm just joking. <laughs> Some are basketball people. Some soccer. I don't know why. <laughs> just kidding. Some hockey, even more. I have no clue. But some are musicians. Some do music. Some are readers. They can read 
for hours on end. Some can work with their hands. You have different gifts, each one of us. And here's the deal. When you come to Christ, there is no need to change that. There is no need to change if you are stylish, don't stop being stylish. As a matter of fact, we have to learn that all of that can be used in the body of Christ. If I were a man, and I'm about to say, so I'm just going to tell you up front, I'm about to say something that could come off a little, <laughs> but, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> He's way back there. He can't take the mic, so I'm just joking. <laughs> That's Pastor Jeff. Um, he wouldn't anyway, because <clears throat> he feels the same way. But anyways, <laughs> I'm a man that I, I enjoy fashion. I like, I like to be fashionable. I even like to think of myself as being fashionable. But if I was not, I would need someone to help me with my fashion. Because I wouldn't want to come on stage and, and, and not present in a certain way. And that's only because I was raised to present in a certain way. Okay? But then in the same note, what if I didn't speak well? Then I might need someone to help me with that. The other day, as a matter of fact, I had something typed up and I sent it, I sent it to Heather. And I was like, Heather, can you look over this? You know, I could have sent it to my wife. And my wife does a good job. But you see her shaking her head. She's like, no, it's not my gift. So I sent it to Heather. And Heather sent it back, totally demoralizing me. <laughs> I work in the education field. And I read an article that said red's no good. And I thought, well, I grew up for years with red marks on my paper. That's how I know what I did wrong. When I got her response, I understood why red's no good. <laughs> I, I just thought she could have took it easy on me. But what, what I wrote looked a lot better, though, after she got done. It looked nothing like what I wrote, but it was okay. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> we are all different, and this is absolutely important. But check this out. Our differences, our differences is what enables the gospel to move forward in so many ways. So when you think, you read the scripture and it says, all things are passed away and, and all things are made new. Sometimes we believe that we need to change every single thing about ourselves. Well, number one, it's not about what we change. It's about what he changes. And number two, he actually wants a major part of you, even some things that you don't think are great, he purposely desires to use to further the gospel. So 
I want to ask you a question because after everything I've just said, you may have forgot a very important piece of scripture that I read. But I'm going to bring your mind back to it right here. Do you live your life based off of everything I've just said? And hold on to it for what I'm going to say. But do you live your life as though you've been purchased with a price? I want you to think about that. Do you live your life as though you've been purchased with a price? John Jeffries purchased this drum set. And if when he purchased this drum set, he took it home, set it up, and it did not look like it looked when he was at the store, would he want it? He may still have want he, he may still want the drum set, but it's not what it looked like at the store. It's not what he purchased it for. God has purchased each and every one of you with a price. And sometimes you work so hard, we work so hard to change who we are when he's like, no, quit trying to do away with that, that I need. When Jeffries got home with the drum set and he unpacked it, I've unpacked a drum set myself and I know that you begin to rummage through the bubble wrap and this and the that and the cardboard and the different things and a lot of that gets discarded. But what does not get discarded is what I actually wanted. If I started pulling off nuts and bolts that I felt looked bad, and threw them away, then the drum set wouldn't even work the way that it was intended to. That was free. That wasn't even a part of the message. <laughs> but again, I ask you, do you live like you have been bought with a price? 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 22 reads this way. For he who was called in the Lord being a bondservant is the Lord's free man. Likewise, he who was called being free is Christ's bondservant. Now, it read a little different when I read it the first time, but this is a different version. And you notice it says, Bond servant. For he who was called in the Lord being a bond servant is the Lord's free man. Likewise, he who was called being free is Christ's bond servant. Now, there's so much that I could unpack right there, but I just don't have time. There's so much that I could unpack right there, but I just don't have time. So I'm going to do this. I'm hopefully going to tie the two together so that you can make them work for you, and apply them to your life. You've, you've been made, 
Jeremiah said, in the womb, and you've been given things. Things have been placed inside of you. Each one of you, me included, has been given something that God intended for us to have. He then purchased with a price our life. Now we are bond servants. If we were not free before, we are definitely free now. And if we were free before, we are now free in Christ. Right there. Here's the tie together. If you didn't care about what anybody thought and you were who you are and you live that way, excited about all of your gifts, using all of your gifts, that's beautiful. Now use them and be excited about them in Christ. If you were not free before and you were torn and, and pulled and, and, and confused about who you are, your gifts, and all that you've been made capable of, scared, fearful, but now you've come into Christ, be made whole, strong, confident, and excited about all that he's given you. Don't be concerned about being something different. Just be who you are and who he's made you to be. In the, in the, in the realm and lines of scripture. So, before I move forward, I'm going to need some bond servants. Now, I didn't give any pre-warning, but I'm going to need some people to come up here right now. This is going to be interactive. First, Pastor Jeff, can you please join me, sir? I'm going to read a quick scripture. And Pastor Jeff is going to represent the person I'm going to read about right now. Romans, verse 1, chapter 1. Chapter 1, yes, book. Romans 1, verse 1. Paul, a bondservant of Christ, Jesus. Called, yes, today. Terry, yeah. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative, set apart for preaching the gospel of God, the good news of salvation. Alan, Mr. Alan Arnold, could I borrow you, sir? Please. He does have a job to do, but... I don't plan on doing anything funny with the mic, so I sound, does I sound good enough? He's done his job. Good. James, one and one. James, one and one. It says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes who are scattered over the world, all good wishes. So now we've, yes, sir, we've got Paul and now we've got James. Doesn't he look like a James? 
He's going to kill me later. <clears throat> Kelly. My man. <laughs> He's got his arms folded like he knew it was coming. Come on, you knew it was coming. Go ahead and, and snag a seat here with me. Peter. You're Peter. Hey, that's my favorite. Look at that. I didn't know. I really didn't. <laughs> Peter. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those to whom there has been allotted the same precious faith as that which is ours through the righteousness of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter 1 and 1. I think it's Second Peter. I'm sorry. And then I have one more which was going to be totally out of sorts. And I don't even know if, you know, he might have my head. Is, is, is that him? Vince? Vince, can I borrow you, sir? Look, he's like, oh, my gosh. I have just went off the rails. Bro, look. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. I pretty, man, look. Look. Yeah, just go ahead now. Vince. Vince is Jude. Jude 1-1. One, one. Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ. And a brother of James, to those who are in God the Father, enfolded in his love and kept for Jesus Christ and called. Now before you, you have four men who are completely different. Completely different. In so many ways. And I've given Paul, James, Peter, and Jude... Now, I could go into completely describing and breaking down these men, but I'm just going to give you little tidbits, okay? Paul went to jail. <laughs> yeah, look, you were so excited. You thought I was going somewhere else. <laughs> he was like, yes. Jail? What? Fair enough. He went to jail and, and lived a good portion he, he lived a good portion of his life, the best parts of his life, for us anyway, in jail. And when I say that, a lot of the books that we have the opportunity to grow from and, and read from, they came while this man sat in jail for no reason that we would have an issue with, that too many people should have an issue with. James, James, well, he was beheaded. <laughs> he was for Christ, for the cause of Christ, beheaded. That's what, that's what jumped out at me. Now, there's a ton of other things I could have put on the list here, but beheaded for Christ, for the cause of Christ. What he did aside from that was a lot, I'm sure. I mean, the book of James, if you've ever read it, man, I'm telling you, that's whooping you into shape day and night if you're reading it. So I don't know what he went through to, get, to have that knowledge, but he's, you know, we have a tendency to preach where we've been. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
You feel me? So not only did he preach what he preached, and he must have lived it, but then he was beheaded. Then you've got Peter. Well, we all know about Peter. Peter walked on water. Oh, dang, man, he got the good stuff. <laughs> but then he also denied Christ three times. Denied Christ three times after walking on water. Like, I get it, I guess. And then Jude. Well, the truth is, nobody really even knows who Jude really is. I mean, he could have been Jesus' brother or not. If he was Jesus' brother, this is what they do know. If he was Jesus' brother, then he was the skeptical one. So when Jesus first started talking about he was the son of God, Jude was like, uh, yeah, he's my mom's side. I'm not, my dad's, I'm not really sure whose side. <laughs> I don't know whose side he's on. You know what I mean? So again, four men completely different, but this is what this is what has been said about them. They all were bond servants. All bond servants. Well, it would seem to me that in essence, if we are bond servants to Christ, that is probably one of the highest, if not the highest honor we can pay or be given. But here's the thing. It's something that you're totally committed to. It's something that you're totally committed to and you're, you're completely devoted to Christ Jesus in that case. According to these Stories, according to these men, they must have been devoted to Jesus on some level, which was great. And before I continue, I'm going to ask Paul to give us just a little bit more about what he means by bondservant since he uses it so often. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm in character. So, there's a difference between being a servant and being a bondservant. Many servants did not have a choice. And, and, and that's key in alignment and in context for what Pastor Dwayne's talking about. A bondservant, a couple of very important distinctions are this. One, you volunteered for it. In other words, you, you, you had to say, yes, I'm willing and excited to place myself up under someone else. Very important. When, when we think servants, we usually, um, because we're just westernized Americans, and we, we think of the absolute horrid past of this country and how we process that word servant and slave. In Bible times, it was different. Yes, 
There was the buying and selling of individuals. That's not what a bondservant is. Or is it? Because you just heard, read, and read yourself that you've been bought with a price. Another difference between bondservant and servant is you don't enter into it with any expectation of retribution or wages. If you get something that's icing on the cake, that's not why you said, I'll be a bondservant. You being a bondservant was a choice that you made every seventh year when the calendar would click over in the seventh year, Exodus 21, I believe it is, they would bring out all of the slaves, the servants, and if you wanted to stay hooked to, associated with, and working for and with your master, what they would do is they would get a, an awl, if you know what an awl is, I, I only know because my father was a carpenter. I've never held an awl in my life. Dad would send me to the truck, say it was the first bin, driver's side, second shelf, get an awl. I would bring the whole toolbox back because what's an awl, Dad? You're setting me up to fail. But an awl is a thing that's got a point on the end. And the servant... In front of everyone, please understand, in front of everyone, fellow servants, fellow landowners of the, of the landowner, the, the master, fellow masters, family, friends. It was a public event. And he would come up and they would give him the choice. It's the seventh year. You can go free. If you go free, you go free. If you choose not to go free, we're going to take your earlobe. We're going to place it on the frame of the door. And the landowner, the homeowner, is going to come up and he's going to run that all with a hammer through your earlobe. Thus, marking you forever that you chose to be a bond servant. You're there by choice. You're not there by hook or crook. You're not there by coercion. You're there because you chose. You know what? He's been good to me. See, here's a detail that I intentionally left out. The number one reason servants were made servants in the time of Christ wasn't because they need hired hands. It was because you'd get in upside down. You'd get into a situation and you'd get over your head. Well, let's just talk plainly. You'd get in debt. And what the homeowner would do, the landowner would do, the landowner would pay your debt. And for six years, you were his servant. 
But on the seventh year, the year of jubilee, the year of freedom, the year of deliverance, you had a choice. Because listen, your debt was paid. You, you, might, you might be there and you go, see, I don't know Jesus, so I'm, my debt's not paid. Oh, but yeah, it is. Because he died on that cross for you. He died on that cross for me. They put him in the hole in the side of a hill, put a big rock in front of it. Third day, the rock moved. He rose and he walked free for you. Whether you said yes to him or not, or whether you're going to do it today, he did pay it. But there comes a time, as the illustration of the bond servants show here, there comes a time where you choose. You choose. And I love, I love, listen, I'm a kid at heart, you know that. I love object lessons. I get this. Because we could not be more different. But yet, Paul, James, Peter, Jude, really? Is that in our Bible even? Man, they had their flaws. They had their failures, man. But each one, of, each one of those bond servants made a choice. If you don't really think that really happened like that, read the last chapter of the book of the Gospel of John in your New Testament. It's the fourth book, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Read the last chapter. Turn one page. You're going to read the last chapter, and you're going to read about a man named Peter. Absolute loser. Love you, Kelly. I didn't choose you. Pastor Dwayne did. Listen, absolute loser. Presumptuous. You're like, and we love this. He walked on water, though. Yeah, he kind of did. And we're, we're, yay. But then your Bible says something interesting. When he saw the wind... You, you can't see the wind. How distracted are you that you're now seeing wind? <laughs> he was so presumptuous. He was just so, I got this. And then he didn't have this. But then you turn that page after that last chapter in the book of the gospel of John. And you get to Acts. And this man shows up on scene by the name of Peter. Same guy. And he throws down like the preacher that I desire to be. And thousands come to know Jesus. They would put that earlobe on the doorframe. The all would get driven through. And here's something about a bond servant you got to catch. Their debt was paid, clean slate, brand new start over. The, the, the restart button was slammed down. The clock restarted in their life. And then the custom was that the bondservant would walk alongside of the master back to the main house. Can you imagine the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, looking over the banister of heaven when that bond servant chose 
debt-free, the restart when he chose to walk alongside of the one that paid the debt. And I can just imagine God in heaven going, that's what I'm talking about. When you see the word bondservant in scripture, that's what I'm talking about. Walking alongside the one that paid the debt, walking up to the big house. The big house. I'll echo Pastor DeWayne's question to this point in your life. Have you lived like a bondservant? Today, you can go free. I'm so unworthy. I'm so unworthy. Because Only out of obedience did I do what I did for this message, not knowing how it will work out. But there's so much more happening here. And I hope, I pray to God that you see each one of these men came up on stage without being poked or prodded. Each, each one of these men were chosen with what I thought was no clear plan at all. Each one of these men have chosen Christ with the option of doing whatever they want to do. After making good choices, after making bad choices, after, after coming out of ugly situations into great situations, each one of these men are individuals, Pastor Jeff Burke, Alan Arnold, Kelly Strong, and Vince Arcio. And each one of these men in this situation, representing the men that were chosen out of the Bible, but each one of these men represent you. Each one of these men represent you and me. We were bought with a price. Do you understand that? We were bought with a price. And Jesus said to us, come to me. All of you who are weak, burdened. But what he did not say is that you had to stay. Each one of us have a choice. Each one of us has a choice. Yet each one of us comes here Sunday after Sunday. Each one of us here confesses that we love Christ, that we live for Christ. Hopefully each one of us confess that in whatever situation there may be. 
Some of us came out for VBS. Some of us came out for for a concert. Some of us came out to serve with Olahana. Some of us have sewn things and made things. Some of us cleaned the building. Some of us set up signs. Each one of us has lives that we're living that are not perfect, sometimes difficult. But when we are called, we come and we sit in the chair. We do our job. But my question to you is this. After hearing what a bondservant is, how do you do the things that you do? What is your mindset? I sit up here And the reason I got emotional and the reason I cry and the reason I continue to get emotional when I think about it is because without without promise of pay, without promise of, of fame, without promise that the people in the church in front of me will even like me in a month, I and myself, I and Pastor Jeff come before you and we do what we do without any promise of anything except for being bondservants of Christ Jesus. Anything else that happens is like a nice perk. I've heard some people call it pastor privilege. And I'm not going to go on a soapbox, but sometimes pastor privilege looks like being at the church until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. But who cares? Because that's what I signed up for. But being a bondservant of Christ Jesus It's not very different. And if you didn't know that, I want you to know that today. And maybe you don't want to know this. But there's not a huge difference between me and you. Truth be told, there's none. And though we may talk about it and though we may speak of it in a way that seems like there is, at the end of the day, Paul, James... Peter and Jude were all bond servants. I'm not sure what happened with Jude, but I'm pretty sure he didn't live a good portion of his life in jail doing nothing wrong. But he did. And we look at him and we say, that's what he signed up for. Is it though? Is it what he signed up for? Or did he sign up because of who he serves? And because of the heart that's in him, he was given much more. And because of what he was given, he was required much more. A bondservant was honorable. A bondservant is trustworthy. A bondservant was someone the master loved. 
a bondservant, had to be physically, it had to be clear. It had to be clear that he was a bondservant. But he did it with honor. He did it with excitement. He did it because he knew that he was not a servant of man, but he was a servant of the living God. These bond servants, this is why they did it. This is why they do it. This is why we do it. Pastor Jeff sent me this text. It says, so all the men of Israel were gathered against the city, knit together as one man. They were unified. Throughout the Bible, there's one thing that you see when people overtake, when things happen, when, when the big stories are huge, it's because that men have become unified and they've become unified under one thing, through one thing. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Guys, listen. Pastor Jeff and me, we, we don't want volunteers. <clears throat> Teammates sound amazing because we all work together, but truth be told, we don't want teammates either. We want... We want to walk alongside and serve alongside bond servants. Would you, would you stand with me? Would you, would, you, would you walk with me? Would you serve with me? Would you take this journey as a bond servant? And before you make that choice, please understand what that is and what that means. As a bond servant, you may end up in situations that you feel you don't deserve. And maybe you don't. But will you stand anyway? You may be done wrong. You may be killed. Understand what I'm saying. Maybe not, maybe not physically, but figuratively. Someone may come against you. They may assassinate your character. They may talk about you. You may get caught in a situation where you've denied Christ. Someone may find out about your deep, dark secret that separates you from Jesus Christ. Or maybe nobody even knows who you are. 
You're not significantly important, seemingly. But will you stand with me? Will you do the work of Christ with me as a bondservant at 3 a.m., at 12 p.m., at 6 a.m.? When you're tired, when you're hurt, when your family's falling apart, will you do this with me? Not for me, but for Christ our King, our Lord and our Savior. We all must be united as one body, bond servants making up the body of Christ with total commitment, no turning back, no choice in turning back for life. This is what I'm challenging you to. Pastor Dwayne gave up just under half of his sermon to Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff did not tell me what he was going to say. I asked him to speak on one thing. And he took as much time as he felt he needed. I humbly submit. I humbly bow to the man of God in any situation because of the God he serves. I would and will humbly bow to the man of God in any situation because I know he serves the same God as a bond servant as I do. And the same goes in any situation when I know that I stand next to a bondservant of God. It is not about me. It will never be about me. But this is what I know. That if I present all of who I am and the little bit that I have, he will take it and he will make it great in whatever situation is needed. But if I am willing to step down, bow out, and move aside when he says do so, he will still make me great in whatever situation that I'm needed. So I ask you one last time. Can we remember and understand our name? Can we live as bond servants with that name? And can we represent Christ as the body Dayton? As the body of Christ? That's what I want to know. Because if we do, 
Every VBS we do, every concert we do, every outreach we do, every Facebook Live we do, everything we do will be made great. And it will have nothing to do with who we are or what we bring to the table, but it'll have everything to do with who we serve and how we serve him. Committed. Sold out. Humbly. With no turning back. With no option of turning back for life. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Heavenly Father, God, we love you. We thank you for your choice. We thank you that you allowed your son to be sacrificed and crucified on our behalf. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would manifest in this place right now on the hearts of your people. As I challenge them, if you heard, not just listened, but if you heard the word that was spoken today, and you choose to be a bondservant, rather free or not free, with whatever gift you have, with whatever talent you've been given, with greatness or insignificance, if you choose to be a bondservant, if you desire to be a bondservant of Christ Jesus, Would you raise your hand? Now I see you. Pastor Jeff sees you, but most importantly, God sees you. You can put your hands down. If you're not sure, you're you're, you're not clear, And you're like, man, I don't even know if I know Jesus 100%. If that's you, but you're like, man, I want to be on board with this this bondservant thing, but I just, I don't even know Jesus. And if that's you and you want to know Jesus Christ, you want to live for Jesus Christ and you haven't been, would you raise your hand right now, please? I see you. Okay. Thank you. I want you to know, those of you that raise your hand, that is the beginning. That is the choice. That is the choice. That every person that you read about in the Bible had to make. You are now about to walk amongst History makers. 
Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray right now for those people that don't know you and they desire to know you, they desire to live their life for you, God, right now I pray that you would begin to open their eyes and open their ears so that they can see and hear your work in their life. So that they can know without a shadow of a doubt that you are there with them, that you've been there with them. Help them to see the way you've moved on their behalf, the way you've been setting them up to transform their life. And then, God, I pray that you would begin to let them see as you move in their life as they take steps going forward. Surround them with people that love you. Surround them with like-minded people. And prepare their hearts, Lord God, to become bond servants. And then, Father, for the people who raise their hand to be bond servants, God, I pray right now. God, pour out your Holy Spirit on them. So in their time of weakness, they will trust you. They will put all of their trust in you. That they would hear the call. And they would say, here am I, send me. What, what, may, what may come, good, bad, and indifferent, backstabbing, name calling, that they would realize that it all is done. But it's all been done to you. And they now live in the shadow of greatness. They are now called. Bond servants. But they are kings and queens. Priests in the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Mm. Man, I got to be honest. I, I'm having a hard time moving from this moment. And here's why. Our Father is smiling down. He's smiling down right now because there have been choices that have been made. He's not worried about what it's going to look like tomorrow. He's not worried about what it looked like yesterday. He is only worried about this moment when your heart is completely and absolutely turned to him. This is why when I came on this stage today, I had a smile on my face that I couldn't contain. It's not because of who we are, but it's because of who he is. God, we honor you today. Would you just... Would you just for five seconds, 
Would you just for five seconds, would you stand on your feet with me? Just for five seconds. That is not long at all. I promise. Would you for five seconds stand on your feet with me? And will you, with your voice, will you honor God? Right now, go. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for meeting us here. The body Dayton. Thank you, God, for meeting us here at 4445 Wilmington Pike. Thank you for letting your presence be known. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for allowing us to represent you. God, we honor you and we praise you. We honor you and we praise you. God, help us to live our lives completely sold out to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. If you're genuinely invested in becoming a bondservant of Christ, submit your hearts to repentance. Find out what repentance is. Come into agreement with, with what God wants to do in your life and turn it over to him and then submit yourself to the ongoing action of sanctification. Because without repentance and without sanctification, you'll find it very difficult to hear God. Thank you, Don. Guys, listen. I am completely excited about what's yet to come for the body of Dayton. And I want for each and every one of you guys to be absolutely, completely expectant because we are going to continue to move forward as we have over this past year, trusting God, doing things that may be uncommon, stepping out of the box, hoping for things out of our reach, pressing for things out of our reach, because we have a God <laughs> that is beyond anything that we can understand or comprehend that is capable of doing the things that we cannot. So be expectant, be in prayer, and be ready. Be ready. Be ready to step up. Be ready to add your whatever that is and trust that God is going to do great things with it as we link arms. Please go for today and forevermore with this word in your heart. Because I'm telling you right now, I didn't just come up with this. I know that this was a word for us to move forward. This was a pat on the back. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now let's do some more. Okay? All right. God bless you guys. I love you.